The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Time now for another edition of In Our Defence. Gavin Dowd is with me. Gavin tells us all about, in this lot every week, a case from Irish legal history. It may seem like a peculiarity on the uh, face of it, uh, but not so. Ramifications that uh, we all live with uh, today. What are we talking about this week, Gavin? Today, Port Marnock Golf Club, one of Ireland's oldest golf clubs, which traditionally for many, many years didn't allow females to be full members, and they went all the way to the Supreme Court to defend this. And the Supreme Court said, yeah, it is discriminatory, but it's allowed. It's legal. All right. Okay. So who took this case? What was the issue? The issue was with the Equality Authority. Equality Authority are the statutory body that upholds some of the equality law that we have in Ireland. And the Equal Status Act says that if you if you forbid certain people from being members or certain groups of people, that is discriminatory. But there's a list of exceptions, which Port Marnock Golf Club were trying to okay. rely on. Okay, These weren't loopholes. This is a prescribed exception in the law which says if you're a club and your principal purpose is to cater only for the needs of men, then you're allowed to prevent women from being full members. Now, it's worth just noting some of the the detail about the club. It's uh, been in existence since 1894, one of Ireland's most renowned golf clubs, one of Ireland's oldest golf clubs. It um, only allows members who are gentlemen properly elected it begs the question if you're not a gentleman if you're a man and you're not a gentleman are you going to be admitted Uh, and it's not the case that women are are forbidden entirely from playing golf there they can pay green fees there are female changing facilities and there are female competitions every single year but women cannot become full members that that was the rule and if they want to buy drink as well in the bar they have to be accompanied by a member. So this went to the district court, first of all. The Equality Authority took them off on. And in 2004, the district court suspended their license to sell alcohol, which is one of the most severe punishments you can get as a club in Ireland, which <laughs> begs the question, are many clubs in Ireland just, you know, drinking clubs with sport tagged on on the side rather than sporting clubs with drink on the side? So they had their license suspended, they went to the High Court, Port Marnock Golf Club, to try and defend themselves. And in the High Court, they were successful. But the Equality Authority, upholding equality law, wanted to go to the Supreme Court and see what they said. Because this was one of the few, if any, golf clubs remaining in Ireland that forbade women from being full-time members. Okay, so so they, the Port Marnock Golf Club, they had this argument on their side, or rather, that this the argument they were making, we know you set it out, there's an exception uh, within the uh, legislation. What was the Equality Authority's argument that what that this exception didn't apply specifically to this golf club? Well, so much of the law is about language and one word and one phrase can mean 10 different things to 10 different people. So this is where the devil is in the detail. So I'll give you the phrase again. The principal purpose of Port Marnock Golf Club yeah. would have to be to cater only for the needs of men. And they were saying that this meant, well, you have to figure out a few things. You have to figure out what's the principal purpose of Port Marnock Golf Club. It's mm. pretty obvious. It's it's playing golf, golf to facilitate the playing of golf. Secondly, you have to figure out the meaning of needs. And then you have to figure out, does that principal purpose cater only to the needs of men? And the Equality Authority were arguing that needs meant absolute necessity and that there had to be a link between the need, in other words, playing golf, and the category of people, in other words, men. So they, they they basically said that Port Marnock would have to show that men need to play golf. Now, for many men, you know, picking up a stick and swinging at it, it at a ball is a great way to dispense testosterone, excess testosterone at the weekend. But could you say that it is a need of men <laughs> in those in that in that sense? 
Probably not. And just as Susan Denham gave one of the first judgments in the case, she said there's no logical connection between men and golf. And in any event, uh, this law says that the the golf club would have to cater only to the needs of men. Mm. And as I said, while women can't become full members, women can still play at this golf club. So therefore, they wouldn't fit in this exception. Justice Fenley said the same thing. He said because they allow women to play, they don't fall in this exception, which ironically implies that maybe Port Marnock should have been even more discriminatory and forbade women from even entering the clubhouse if they wanted to fall in the the exception. But that would have been illegal uh, because of other other laws. But the main judgment was given by Justice Adrian Hardiman. Justice Hardiman uh, sadly passed away in 2016, one of Ireland's most eminent judges who went straight from being a barrister straight to to the Supreme Court. He was a founder member of the Progressive Democrats as well with with Michael McDowell. And he was famous for standing for, up for individuals' rights, being very sceptical about the state. And he was also known for being very anti-politically correct. And that, that bled through in some of his, his judgments. He took a very practical view in this case. And again, going back to the meaning of needs, he mm. said, this argument is frankly absurd um, because if there has to be a logical connection between the activity and men so golf and men uh, well you're never going to find uh, any logical connection between any activity and any gender yes it might be the case that more men play golf it might be the case that more women play another particular sport but you're never going to be able to find a sport or a club that will cater exclusively to the the particular needs of a particular gender because particular genders don't have particular cultural or recreational or, yeah. or sporting needs in that senses. And he said, if you want to extend the equality authorities argument, uh, you'll just end up going down the rabbit hole of making lazy and crude stereotypes here. Um, I, I don't know, you might have like a, a group of Italians who set up a food club and the Italians might have to argue that it is a need of theirs to eat pasta, uh, which is just a lazy stereotype. You might have um, a group of women who set up a, a baking club, if, if that's what they're into. But then they would have to make this sexist argument that it is a need of women to engage in baking and to, and, and to create baked goods. And when they were asked about it, the Equality Authority couldn't give any example of any club that would actually fall within this exception. Uh, they were asked, can you tell us a type of club, a type of activity yes. that will cater exclusively to the needs of a particular gender. And I think they were afraid of going, being accused of being uh, potentially racist or sexist or bigoted, and they couldn't give an example of it. So ultimately, the Supreme Court uh, sides with Port Marnock Golf Club. Yes, they, they do. They do. And uh, even Justice Hardiman gives the example of Katie Taylor, who, you know, in a sport predominantly dominated by men historically, uh, has has shown us that, you know, women can compete at the, the top levels of, of boxing in the world. And if she wanted to join a ladies boxing club on the basis of Port Marnock's argument, she'd have to argue that boxing is a need of women. But Justice Hardiman said, boxing is no more a need of women than it is a need of men. It's a need of no particular genders. So this argument is unfortunately too strict and impractical, basically. And it is worth noting that in case you you hear this verdict and you think this is a a sexist verdict and this is Justice Hardiman, the man on the court delivering the verdict in favour of the males, there was a female judge who sided with him as well, Justice Fidelma Macken. All right, okay. Uh, Listen, fascinating as always. Our legal question of the week uh, this week, uh, before I let you go, does a legally binding contract have to be in writing? Well, when people think of contracts, they think of 
weighty paper documents with signatures at the end of them. You and I enter into contracts every single day of the week and we don't realise. If you go up to uh, a counter in a cafe and you order a sandwich, there's once there's an offer and acceptance and some form of payment, there's a verbal contract there. If you go into a supermarket and you place something down on the, on the um, conveyor belt at the cashier, when you place it down, you make your offer and when it gets scanned through the till, it, it tends to be an acceptance. So you, you can have plenty of non-verbal contracts and many of us do every single day of the week. All right, okay, so you don't need that written contract uh, for it to stand. Uh, before I let you go, what are we talking about next week? Next week, if you're walking your dog in the park and your park and your dog jumps up on uh, another dog or jumps up on a human and attacks somebody, are you liable? Oh, an interesting one. One I think a lot of people will, 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 will be fascinated to know the answer to, given direct experience. Gavin Dowd, pleasure as always, and we'll talk to you again at the same time next week. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.